Well, today I want you to turn with me to 1 Chronicles, 1 Chronicles chapter 14. I'm excited about the message today. It's a simple message, but it's a powerful message. How many realize that a lot of times the, the messages that God gives us, even though they're simple, they're very powerful? Amen? And, and this is one of those messages. Now, beginning a new year, it's, a, it's an obvious time for us. We know it's something that's just kind of natural because it's not just in the church. It's throughout our culture. People want to make New Year's resolutions. They're, they're looking forward to making some changes in their life. And I've, I've found out to make changes in my life, I, I need God's help. If I just determined to make a New Year's resolution without God's help, about a week into it, I've blown it. But today I want to I talk to you about not making a resolution, but starting off the new year and saying, Lord, I want this to be a year of breakthrough in my life. Because all of us, if we evaluate our lives, there's areas that we... We aren't advancing in that area like we would like to. Or in some areas, there may just be a wall there and you just can't get past it. But whatever area in your life, if, if something is hindering you from going forward like God wants you to go forward, guess what? God has got a breakthrough. And I want to look at David and his life and how God brought a breakthrough in David. David even uses that word, breakthrough. He, said, he says, God gave me a breakthrough. And so let's, let's read it. Turn to 1 Chronicles chapter 14, and I want to read beginning in verse 8, if you want to follow along. Now, normally we have the words on the, on the projector, so some of you, if you don't have a Bible, you don't have your phone, look on with somebody else. And if they're, if, they're, if they're not letting you look, give them an elbow in the side and say, Pastor said, I can see your Bible. Look at verse 8. Now when the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over all Israel, all the Philistines went up to search for David, and David heard of it and went out against them. Now, I'm going to read the rest of the passage, but I want you to note just a couple of things in that first verse. First of all, when something good happens in your life, the enemy is going to rise up against you. And the enemy is going to come at you with everything he's got. Notice all the Philistines went up to search for David. But notice David's response. David heard of it and went out against them. <laughs> and that's where many times as Christians we fail. Many times as Christians we get afraid, the enemy's attacking us. I, I actually had a woman one time in my church, not here, years and years and years ago, when I was a little bitty pastor, wasn't grown up yet. She came to me and she said, Pastor, I, I don't want to start interceding and praying and fasting because every time that I do, she says, the enemy comes against me. And I said, that's an indication that you're affecting the situation. Amen? And, and church, in this new year, we need to recognize that 
God has called us to be warriors like David. We are warriors according to Scripture. We're soldiers for Christ. We're to suit up in the full armor of God. Amen? And we're to go forth and to take the battle to the enemy. David was ready. He got up and he was going out to meet them when the enemy came against him. And church, that's what I want to do this year. When something good comes into my life and God's blessing me and he's blessing our church, I don't want to get afraid that he's going to attack. I want to get up on the front line and say, Bubba, I'm ready for you. Because I know the battle belongs to the Lord. Are you with me? Let's go ahead and read through the rest. Verse 9, Then the Philistines went and made a raid on the valley of Rephaim. And David inquired of God, saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? The Lord said to him, Go up, for I will deliver them into your hand. So they went up to Baal-perazim, and David defeated them there. And David said, listen to this, God has broken through my enemies by my hand like a breakthrough of water. There it is. He's saying, God gave me a breakthrough. Therefore, they called the name of that place Baal-perazim. Now we're going to look at that verse several times today. Verse 12. And when they left their gods there, David gave a commandment, and they were burned with fire. Then the Philistines once again made a raid on the valley. Therefore David inquired again of God, and God said to him, You shall not go up after them, circle around them, and come upon them in front of the mulberry trees. And it shall be when you hear a sound of marching in the tops of the mulberry trees, then you shall go out to battle. For God has gone out before you to strike the camp of the Philistines. So David did as God commanded him. And they drove back the army of the Philistines from Gibeon as far as Gezer. Then the fame of David went out into all the lands. And the Lord brought the fear of him upon all nations. Amen. Lord bless your word. Lord let us... Dive deep into your word today. Let it touch our hearts and change our lives. Amen. So we started off recognizing as soon as something good happens in your life, that we have an enemy who wants to steal it from us. Jesus called him a thief. He said, the thief comes not before to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come that you might have life and have it more abundant. Amen. We're claiming that abundant life, even though that we do face a thief, an enemy who comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy in our lives. Greater is he who's in us than he who's in this world. So we don't enter into this new year with fear. We enter into it saying, God, let this year be a year of breakthrough. I need a breakthrough in my life. Lord, I want to be an instrument in your hand to bring breakthrough in other lives. Notice in this verse, David said, he said that God used him. I like that. He said in verse 11 again, he said, Then David said, God has broken through my enemies by my hand. 
like a breakthrough of water. How many want to join me this new year and say, God, I want to be used in your hand to bring breakthrough into the lives of other people. Amen. Now in verse 9, the Philistines went and made a raid on the valley of Raphaim. And David inquired of God. What I want you to notice first is, David started out right. He started out with prayer. David inquired of God. If you look through the scripture, you will see even great men and women of God, great heroes of the faith that made the mistake of thinking they didn't need to pray. And they, what had happened? It led to their ruin. It led to problems. Joshua's one. A great man of God, great army. And what did they do? They, they came to Ai and they just said, oh, we're going to go up and take it. What happened? There was sin in the camp. They didn't know it. They didn't recognize it. Why? They didn't inquire of God. Abraham made the same mistake. He didn't inquire of God. He didn't pray. He just took off, went. And he ends up with problems. Church, every year, our church has a tradition we start the new year with prayer. Amen? We start the new year with prayer. And I'm going to challenge you to join me starting tomorrow. I'm going to start, and I want you to you, let the Lord speak to your heart. You can go seven days, do a week of prayer, and you can, you can include fasting. Many times we, we fast, and I'm going to let you decide. I'm not going to uh, call everyone to do the same fast this year. In the past, we fasted for a period of a few days, and we fasted food, or we fasted our TV, favorite TV show, or favorite computer game, or something else. Don't say, oh, pastor, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fast broccoli, <laughs> unless you just love broccoli. Because I've had people do that, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fast my my greens and my veggies this year. I'm just going to start the new year and eat all sweets. But I want to challenge you because we see this spiritual principle, this truth in the life of David. We see this truth throughout God's Word. Prayer and fasting are powerful. And it leads to breakthrough. Are you with me? So if you need to bring a breakthrough into your life or into the life of someone around you, you need a breakthrough in an area, I want to challenge you, set aside and pray and fast. Many of us in the past have done a Daniel fast. And a Daniel fast is, is kind of a healthy fast. It's, it's based on the book of Daniel and what Daniel did and, and how that they only ate fruits and vegetables, seeds, nuts. They ate healthy. And so that's a fast you may want to try. But I challenge you to pray and ask the Lord. And the key to fasting isn't just giving up something that you... It's, it's recognizing that the things that we love most in life... Don't even compare to how much we need God. That's what it's about. It's saying, Lord, I'm going to lay aside this favorite dish or this favorite food. Or I'm going to lay aside food that I have to have to live. 
Because it sustains this body. But for a period of time, I'm going to lay it aside and I'm going to spend that time on my knees or before you, Lord, praying and saying, Lord, I want you to guide me and direct me just like you did David. God directed David into a victory. And when we pray and we inquire of God, God will lead us into victories. Because that's the heart of God. Amen? So I challenge you, tomorrow I'm going to start my fast. And, and I'm going to force Melinda to go along with me. No, we're going to pray and we're going to begin our fast. We're probably going to do a 21-day fast this year. But I want to just challenge you. If you've never done it, it's, it's not easy, especially if you've never done a fast. But let me tell you, it will make a dramatic difference in your spiritual walk with God. It will. It will. Let's go on. Now look at verse 11. So when they went up to Baal Perazim, and David defeated them there, then David said, God has broken through my enemies by my hand like a breakthrough of water. Therefore, they called the name of the place Bel Perazim. Church, I want us to understand the Bible says that we have spiritual weapons. Our weapons are mighty through God, Scripture says. In fact, in the New Testament, in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4, it says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Are you with me? Our weapons are mighty. We have everything we need in Christ to see the strongholds that we face in this life torn down. Our warfare is not limited to the things that we see and touch. Sometimes we think in terms only of what is physical. And let me tell you, church, if we want to see our nation turned around, it's going to be spiritual. We have, to, we have to pray. We have to take the battle to the enemy. The only answer for our nation is a move of God. It's getting back to the fundamentals that this nation was built upon, established upon, that they were going to be a nation of godly people who lived with Judeo-Christian values. Amen? And that's what made our nation great. Today, our nation is in a spiral and it's headed down. But church, I still believe that God can even bring a, a breakthrough into our nation. Amen? So whatever the fight is this year, maybe you need a breakthrough in your family. Maybe you need a breakthrough in your workplace. Maybe you, you need a breakthrough in, in some friends. They're going through something and you want to be that, that, that David for them that says, God, use me. I was in the hand of God and God brought a breakthrough. Jesus said it this way in, in Matthew 18 and verse 18. He said, Assuredly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. 
For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. I love that verse. I quote that verse. It's powerful. We need partners in prayer. Amen? What happens when we agree with somebody in prayer? Well, my prayers are powerful, but when I join prayer with somebody else, God just gave us a promise. Whatever we bind is going to be bound. Amen? Whatever's, whatever we loose is going to be loosed. It's powerful, church. So husbands, grab the hand of your wife and pray. Are you with me? Men, if you have a buddy, make him a battle buddy and say, let's pray for our nation. Let's pray for our families. There's power. And what happens? Guess what, church? I love this fact. Guess what? The enemy never outnumbers you when you come in agreement. Why? Because the enemy comes together under the authority of Satan and his authority holds that kingdom of darkness together. It's not unity of purpose. And because of their disunity and because of their rebellion against God, when two of God's people come together and are united, we always outnumber the enemy. That's why that verse is talking about the power of our praying in agreement. So this year, find a battle buddy. Find somebody who's going to pray with you and you pray for the issues. You pray for the strongholds to come down. You pray for your family and your friends. You pray and you take the battle to the enemy. Amen? Once again, look at verse 11. I said we were going to notice several things about verse 11. So when they went up to Baal-perazim and David defeated them there, then David said, God has broken through my enemies by my hand like a breakthrough of water. I like that, like a breakthrough of water. David is using a picture here of a dam that is holding back water for an extended period of time, but then God used him to break through that dam and there was a, a massive flood, a flow, and it was unhindered. And church, that's what God wants to do in every area of your life. Did you hear that? God doesn't want you facing strongholds or dams established by the enemy that hinder you and you're going along and you come up against that dam and no matter how you push or struggle, you can't break through. You can't go any farther forward. And church, God wants every area of our life to be abundant. That's what he's promised. And if it's abundant life, then we're going to go forward. Unencumbered, there's going to be a flow of that water flowing through the dam, and it's going to go everywhere that God wants it to go. Amen. I love that picture that David uses there. He's he's saying God gave him a breakthrough. He recognizes that he was part of it. He said, God used me, I was in his hand, but he recognized that the breakthrough is from God. There's a message there. 
We can come up to that wall and that dam and we can pound on it. We can try to kick it. We can try to do everything we can to get through it and still not get through it. But when we come to God and God says, you do this and we do it, then that dam's going to be defeated. Are you with me? I love that. I want to ask you today, David said, God gave me a breakthrough. Where do you need a breakthrough? Where do you need a breakthrough? And I'm not talking about maybe it's, it's not a complete wall, but maybe you're just slowed. Maybe you're encumbered. Maybe you just can't seem to, to get any head steam and, and go forward like you know that God wants you to go. God's going to give you a breakthrough this year. How many of you have family that aren't living for Jesus right now? Family that they're bound up in a stronghold. I want you to join me and say, Lord, just like you used David, he was in your hand and you used him to bring a breakthrough, I want you to use me this year to bring a breakthrough in my family. Amen? Church, there's nothing more important than the salvation of our family and our friends, the people that God's placed in our lives. There's nothing more important. And as we approach the end times and, and we see all these things taking place and that the Bible prophesied about, things are going to be difficult. People are, are going to be deceived. And we need to be like David, and say, Lord, I want to be a, a, an ar armor bearer for you. Lord, I want to be a, a man of God, a woman of God, a, a soldier. Lord, I want to go and see a breakthrough in every life that I have the privilege to touch. Amen? Lord, let it be a year of breakthrough. Now, what are the keys to experiencing a breakthrough? There's two keys that David shows us in this passage that are very simple. And we see those same keys mentioned in the book of James. In the New Testament, in the book of James, chapter 2, verse 14, James says, What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, Depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that there's one God. You do well, James says. Even the demons believe and tremble. But do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Faith without works is dead. That's a powerful truth. David prayed. David inquired of God. But then when God told him what to do, yeah, go up, face the Philistines. I'm going to take care of them. Yeah, I'm going to give you a victory. David had to act on the Word of God. Amen? 
Church, we need to act upon God's Word. We need to be men and women of God that aren't just hearers of the Word, but doers of the Word. You can can find lots of people like James was describing. They'll encounter a situation and say, oh, God bless you. And it really makes me wonder, you know, on Facebook, when people ask for prayer, just to bring it into our, our day, and people say, praying, I really wonder how many people stop what they're doing and take a few minutes to pray for that need. Some of you are going, ouch, ouch. It's easy to do that, isn't it? We've all got lives. Faith without works is dead. We believe in the power of prayer. When someone asks us to pray for them, we should stop and say, yes, this is an opportunity to partner and believe that God's going to meet this need. So what do we need? We need to have faith in works. In the New Testament, how do we have faith? I love this. David is a perfect example of this. In Romans chapter 10, verse 17, Paul writes, So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. David inquired of God. David got a message from God. And guess what? David had all the faith he needed because God spoke to him as to what to do. Are you with me? When you're a person of prayer and God speaks to you either through His Word or through that still small voice or you're reading a verse and that verse just comes alive and God speaks to you and you said, that's what God wants me to do in this situation. Then you have all the faith that you need because it's not your plan. It's not what you want to do. God says, this is what I want you to do. And when God says do it, it's going to come to pass. Are you with me? I love that. When God speaks to you in this new year, it's settled. Amen? You may not know when, you may not know how God's going to do it, but you know that God's going to do it. I love that. We can respond three different ways when God gives us a word or to a situation. We can respond with fear, and there's a lot of fear that's being spoken. All through last year, even into this year, even the president was saying it's going to be a winter of death. He didn't know my God. Our God's greater. Amen? We can either respond in fear and hide And let fear consume us. Or, sometimes we respond in overconfidence. Well, I've got this. I've been through this battle before. I know how to handle this. And then we run off into the battle and guess what? We end up losing. Why? Because we didn't inquire of God and do what God told us to do. And the third thing... And this is the way that David responded. He inquired of God. He got a word from God. Then he obeyed the word of God. He had faith because God said it, but he put his faith into action and did 
what God told him to do. If you want a breakthrough in your life, you don't just go through the scriptures and finding verses that have to do with that subject and saying, oh, I've got faith, I've got faith. You put the faith into action. Put the faith into action. Also note, I love this, in verse 11. I told you we're going to look at verse 11 a lot. But look at the very end of that verse. Therefore, they called the name of that place Bel Perazim. Now, don't you think it's odd that they would name that place after the Philistine God? Why didn't they name it Jehovah? Why did they name it Baal Perazim? Well, Baal <clears throat> Perazim means breakthrough. And, and I believe what David was saying was Baal was defeated. Baal experienced a breakthrough. Amen? And church, I want to declare to you today that God will still give you a breakthrough. Amen? Just as God gave David a breakthrough there and Baal Perazim was defeated, the, the God of the Philistines was defeated, guess what? And also notice in that, in that same passage there, it says in verse 12, And when they left their gods there, David gave a commandment, and there were they were burned with fire. In other words, they're their little gods that they had in their homes, the Philistine gods, they left them there. And David said, round them all up and burn them. That's putting your faith in works. That's saying, God gave us a breakthrough and we don't want any residue of the enemy hanging around. Amen? Let this be a year where if there's residue of the enemy or your past life, that you get it together and you burn it up. Amen? I think sometimes Christians make the mistake that they're praying for a breakthrough and yet they've got all this garbage around them. They've got all this garbage in their home and it's not godly. And we don't like to hear that, do we? I told you a while back that as a pastor that loves you and wants you to grow and be everything that God's called you to be, there's times that I'm going to step on your toes. There's times that I'm going to talk about things that will challenge your life. In church, I've had experience with this. I had a lady come to me many years ago, and she was having problems with her eyesight. Her eyes were watering all the time, and they were inflamed and, and getting worse. And she had gone to all the specialists that she could and to try to find out what the problem was. And none of them had an answer for her. And she came to me and she said, Pastor, I want you to pray with me. And so we prayed together and the Lord gave me a, a word. And I said, the Lord wants you to go through your house and all the artwork and all the, the carvings and everything that you have in your house, you need to pray and ask the Lord if He wants you to, to have that in your house or not. I said, there's something that you're keeping in your house that has direct connections to the enemy and you're gazing upon it every day. And that's something that you don't just 
come up with. That wasn't a, a pastor coming up with something goofy. That was a God moment, and I knew it. And she said yes. Her and her husband went home, and they began to pray through their house. And God told them what they could keep and what they needed to get rid of. And when they did that, guess what? Her eyes began to clear up. God healed her. This passage right here, David was on to something. They, they, they won the battle when the enemy came, but they weren't going to leave any residue of the enemy that they could gaze on or that, that could, they could pick up and, and bring it back into their lives. In church, that's a powerful truth. What do we have on our computers? What do we have on our TVs? What are we watching? What are we reading? What artwork do we have in our house? And I know that's not easy, but, but church, I love you and I want you to grow and I want you to mature. I want you to be mighty in God and I want you to see strongholds broken, not only in your lives and in your home, but in those around you. So get the residue out, burn it up. Amen. The second thing we note is not only faith, but it's works. In James chapter 2, verse 22, we noted it said, Do you see that faith was working together with his works? And by works, faith was made perfect. So the proof, proof of faith is works. Now look back in our text in verse 13 in chapter 14 of 1 Chronicles. Then the Philistines once again made a raid on the valley. Therefore David inquired of God. I love that. David wasn't presumptuous. The enemy comes against him again. What is he? He doesn't just say, oh, come on, God gave us the victory. We're going to do the same thing we did last time. We're going to take it to him. No, David stopped and he prayed again. He inquired of God. And that's important, church. Just because we begin the year with prayer doesn't mean that we don't need to pray when we face struggles. At other times, we need to be in constant communication with the Lord. David said, what do you want us to do this time? I love that. And God said to him, you shall go, you shall not go up after them like he did the last time. This time God says, circle around them and come upon them in front of the mulberry trees. And it shall be when you hear... Now listen to this. This is, this is a, lot, a little strange. And it shall be when you hear a sound of marching in the treetops of the mulberry trees, then you shall go out to battle. For God has gone out before you to strike the camp of the Philistines. So God changes their strategy in the battle this time. In church, sometimes God changes the strategy for every battle. But we need to have faith, hear the word of God, and put our, ourselves in, in obedience and go forward in, in that faith and works. Amen? 
So when we hear a sound, I like that. When you hear a sound of marching in the treetops of the mulberry trees. Now, think about David getting that word from God. David had to have faith that he heard God, that that was God, because that was odd. And, and guess what? Does God ever tell you anything odd? Sometimes he does. Sometimes he challenges us to do things. I've been preaching a message and had God speak to me something totally off the wall and bizarre. And there's been times that I thought, where did that come from? That couldn't have been God. And then as soon as I went on, I knew it was God and I messed up. Then there's been other times when God spoke to me and it was really bizarre, but I said, okay, God, I'm going to go with it. And, and it worked out, and God did something great in it. And David faced that challenge. Think about yourself as David. You just led the, your generals and your army, and you defeated the Philistines. Now they're coming again. And they're probably expecting David to say, come on, we're going to gather up, we're going to meet them head on. God's going to give us the victory. But God doesn't. He says, go hide in the mulberry trees. Now, not only did David have to have faith in God, but his generals had to have faith in God and faith in David that David had heard from God. Now imagine your, your generals had seen God give him words like this before. So it probably didn't shake the generals. But if maybe he had a, a new, some new recruits, some new troops that were coming online, and the word starts filtering out through all the troops. And the word gets out. God told David that we're supposed to go stand under those mulberry trees and stay there until we hear the troops. We hear the troops marching in the tops of the trees. Is David... A little flaky? Is he crazy? What's going on? But then there were those that had been there long enough that would have said, no, David's got a word from God. David got a word from God. I pray that this new year that God would give you words powerful words that will lead to victory in your life and in the life of your family. And they may seem a little strange listening for the troops walking in the tops of the mulberry trees marching. And I don't know, I, I can't explain that and I'm not going to attempt to. Maybe it was the echo somehow that the, the troops on the other side of the hill are coming around the corner or whatever, that it was in the right way, that it was an echo, that they would hear it. Or maybe it was a miracle of God. I don't know, but I'm not going to try to explain it. But I'll know, church, when God gives you a word, you need to cling to that word and you need to do what God's called you to do. Because God's in it. He's got a purpose for you. In Jesus, in Matthew chapter 7, and I'm about to close. He said, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them. Does that sound like David, what David just did? 
Whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on the house. Does that sound like this week and last week? And it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on the house. And it fell, and great was its fall. Note that the foolish man here, Jesus said, heard his words. He's not talking about unbelievers that haven't heard the word of God. He's talking about those of us who come to church and hear the word of God. We can hear the word of God and not apply it in our lives. But church, I want to tell you, if you want to break through in the new year, you hear God's word and you apply that in your life. And I'm going to refer to Pastor Todd. Pastor Todd, for years, has taught Financial Peace University. And what it does, it teaches you biblical principles on handling your finances. And it helps you to be blessed. If you need a breakthrough in your finances, church, the answer is not only having faith in what God said, but applying it. Hearing and obey. I'm telling you, it works. Every Sunday you see me, I've got my check made out. And I stand up and go put it in there. Why? Because it works. Because God's Word says it works. And I have faith in the Word of God. And I'm going to put my faith into works. Combine those. Faith and works. And then God's blessing comes. But it applies to whatever area. If you're a young person and you're not married yet, you're living in a culture that that says that the Bible is archaic, that it's not relative, that you can't live your life that way. And I want to tell you, young people, live according to the word of the living God and you will be blessed. You say, it's not realistic, pastor. Yes, it is. It's hearing and obeying. I taught my kids that. I'm going to teach my grandkids that. As they grow, and if I'm still here, as long as the Lord allows me to teach, I'm going to teach my descendants that truth. Faith and works. Hearing and obedience. Because that will bring a breakthrough in your life. It will bring the blessings of God. There's one more thing. Let's look at verse 17 and we're going to close. Worship team, you can come. I like the way this ends. Well, let's go back to 16. So David did as God commanded him. That's hearing and obeying. And they drove back the army of the Philistines from Gibeon as far as Gezer. That's the victory. Verse 17, Then the fame of David went out into all lands, And the Lord brought the fear of him upon all nations. God wants to show you off. 
I'm not saying we're all going to be famous in the world's type fame. But God wants to make you famous among your peers, among your family and your friends. That you're a person that is sold out to Jesus. That you're a person that loves Jesus. That you're a person that allows God to work in your life. And that the blessings you have in your life are because of Jesus. I had a little lady in, in the church years ago when I was in Texas. And she would come up to me almost every Sunday and say, Pastor, I am so blessed. I don't know anybody who's blessed more than I am. I am just blessed, 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 blessed. And she did that almost every week. Now, if you, if you were in our culture and you thought, heard her say that, you would have thought, well, maybe she's wealthy or, you know, Maybe she's prominent in the community, but she wasn't. She had, a, she had a very, very small, small, modest home. She was a widow. She had a, a car that was several years old. But she was in church every time the doors were open. She read the Word of God. She applied it in her life. She worshiped the Lord. She loved to sing to Him. And guess what? She knew that she was blessed. Amen. Will you stand with me? I want to ask our prayer team and our pastors and elders if they would find a place around the auditorium. Either at the front here or at the back. We talked about prayer. The first thing we talked about. And so I want to invite you before we leave as the worship team begins to play. Just to come in agreement. We talked about that. Jesus gave us that promise where any two agree is touching anything on earth. Whatsoever they shall ask of the Father in heaven it shall be done. Is there an area that you want to bring to the Lord and say, Lord, this year I want a breakthrough in this area in my life. Or maybe you want to come and just be an intercessor for someone else. Say, Lord, I have a friend or I have a family member. I have a son or I have a daughter. They need a breakthrough in their life. And Lord, I'm going to pray beginning right now and I'm going to ask you for a breakthrough in their life. Or maybe, maybe you have a, a ministry or maybe you want to get involved in ministry this year and you haven't been involved. And you say, Lord, I want to break through in ministry, in the ministry that I'm in. Maybe it's Center Shot, maybe it's Frontier Girls, maybe it's our top of the hill. Whatever ministry you're involved in, you say, Lord, I want a breakthrough in that ministry this year. I want people to be added to it. I want God to move in it. I want lives to be changed in it. Or maybe you've never stepped out into ministry and you feel that tug on your heart. You say, Lord, I want to be a part of a ministry this year. I want that to be my breakthrough. That I get involved in in some ministry this year where I'm helping others, ministering the love and the life of Jesus to them. 
Whatever it is, church, I want you to agree with us and just step out and pray today. If you want a breakthrough in an area, maybe you've got a temper. Maybe that anger flares up and it gets out of control and you, you need a breakthrough in that area in your life. Maybe you need a breakthrough in finances. Maybe you need a breakthrough in your health this year. Whatever it is, let's bring it to the Lord like David did. Say, Lord, we're inquiring of you. Lord, direct us. Lord, show us what to do. Lord, we want a breakthrough.